Well, hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Northfield Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be a part of the program. Um, so I want to talk to you guys about what happened just a few days ago. Uh, there was a U.S. district judge who halted the FDA approval of an abortion pill. This abortion pill um, cuts preborn babies off from the food sources that are in their mother's womb. So as their mother eats food, the baby then takes the nutrients that is coming from mom going in directly to her. This pill cuts that off. They are not allowed. Once they once the mother takes the pill, uh, that food source cuts off and starves the baby, the preborn baby, in the mother's womb to death. And then they just do the uh, suction out um, of, of the baby. And so progressives have gone nuts. Like they're, they're just losing their minds. And I'm telling you, this is how we know that believers, those that are following Christ, the, the abolitionists, um, some of those pro, pro-life folks, they are we, are, we are on the side of life. We are on the side of, of, of what God put in. God institutes life. God creates life. He creates man and woman, two sexes, and then he creates babies. That's how humanity comes about. Every human being that is on the planet today at one point was a baby. And, and the left is absolutely going crazy. Um, there are just tons of, of protests over this saying that it's going to, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? How are we going to get our abortions? These murderers, these murderers are losing their mind because they cannot stand the idea that what they're doing is actually murder, but it is. And and this district judge, this U.S. district judge, is siding with the side of life. And and this is what we've been fighting for, that, that we have babies that are inside the womb be protected. I, I just talked about this not too long ago on a podcast, that if you killed a, an eagle's egg, a, a pre-born eagle, you're thrown in prison. Find up to almost $200,000, but you kill a baby in the womb and you're applauded. So I'm, I'm excited to see that this is coming about. Um, and, I mean, you can just, I love what Seth, um, Seth Gruber said, watch carefully. The progressive demons are about to show how important abortion is to their religious humanism. And that's exactly what it is. There is a fight. I mean, when when the church of Satan says, hey, we want to have a religious ceremony known as an abortion. Like, this is how I know that humanity is blinded. When we as human beings can see that this is starving a child to death. Like we, the, the, the bleeding heart liberals will be over on the sidelines Showing videos of, oh, the poor little babies, the poor little babies starving to death. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? But yet they're not interested in seeing babies come to fruition and, and live a li- live a life that they should be able to live. It is not the baby's fault that mom and dad had sex. And I just, and I, I heard a video from uh, Francis Chan, which Francis Chan's been a little 
he's been a little up and down theologically as of late, but man, he nailed this one, um, talking about abortion and said all the, if he goes, every, if you read through the Bible, when it came to the idea of life, when it came to the idea of life is precious, every prophet was bold in what they said. And there was no apology from anybody in the Bible about this stance, about this topic, which, which is life. And none of the, none of the prophets were like, well, I, I don't, we got to try to continue to build the, build the brand and build the, the, the church attendance and build those that tr- we're trying to get this, you know, we're trying to build this thing. We're trying to build this, accomplish this thing. They just preached the truth and let the chips fall where they may. And they didn't beg people to come back if they didn't come back. And, and what we're doing as pastors is we're, we're, setting aside truth in the hopes of having a full building because we know if we stand up for the preborn neighbor if we if we stand up against the lgbtq agenda if we stand up against the trans insanity that is that is coming against our children we know that a lot of our church members will leave but here's the thing if that's all it takes for them to leave, they weren't believers. And if that's all it takes for them to leave and they're not interested in following and submitting their lives to the biblical worldview, then so be it. So be it. John chapter six says that Jesus is going to get everyone that he's supposed to get. He will not lose one. John chapter six, starting in verse 37. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will not cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that has been given to me, but raise it up at the last day. So here's the deal. We as pastors are not called to try to water down the message to the point where, well, we might not get people back in the people, people might not come back. Like here's the, here's the proof in the pudding. Easter was packed, but guess what? I guarantee you this Sunday, it ain't going to be as packed. Why? Because we have a, a cultural construct that, oh, we're supposed to be on church on Sunday morning on, on Easter Sunday. I don't understand why you would celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ if you were not a part of his fold, because the resurrection seals the fate of those who are going to be damned. That's what the resurrection is. The resurrection seals the fate of those that are are redeemed and reconciled to Christ, and it also seals the fate of those that have not that have re- that have rejected Christ. Right. So, here's what it says right here. This is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that has been given to me. And verse 37, all that the Father gives to me will come. So everybody that the Father is going to give to Jesus will come and Jesus will turn none of them away. So what is, listen, what's the, what's the job of the pastor? Preach the word. In season and out of season. Preach the word in season and out of season. That is that is the idea. Completely and utterly, that is the idea. Second Timothy chapter four. 
Starting in verse 1, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is the judge of the living and the dead, and by his appearing in the kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season to reprove, rebuke, exhort with all complete patience and teaching. Preach the word. And here, what's the word? That God creates life. Psalms 139. That he knit you together in your mother's womb. He knit these babies in, the, in together in your mother's womb. And the, the idea that life happens at conception is all through the text. When Jesus and John the Baptist meet in, they're, pre, they're both pre-born babies in their mother's womb. And John leaps with excitement at, at being next to his Savior. Proof that babies in the womb are people. And what the left is trying to do is try to neuter pastors. Well, we do. Don't get political. Abortion is not a political thing. Transgenderism is not a political thing. These are theological ideas. You are coming against the God of the universe. And we as pastors should not apologize. We should not apologize for this. These things are from God. And if you are, well, I don't want to say anything from the pulpit because people might not come back. Who cares? Dear pastor, grow a spine. Who cares if they don't come back? If they don't come back, they don't come back. Because here's the promise that the scripture says that Jesus will lose none that the father gives him. And the father is going to give him all that he, all that he has for him. And he will not lose one. And Jesus won't turn one of them away. So by you preaching the whole counsel of God, that will not turn away those that have been set apart by God himself. Rather, you preaching the whole counsel of God will in fact stir the affections of those who love Jesus and will cause them to want to get closer. You don't need a rock show. You don't need to be culturally relevant. You don't need to have lights and smoke and, and have a snappy teaching. All you need to do is be able to open the word and say, thus saith the, the Lord about ABC, right? That That's what we're called to do. And so the left is losing their mind because they are pro-murder. They are satanic. And I want you to understand something. The idea with transgenderism, demons used pronouns of they, them. They and them. That's what that's what demons do. They call them call themselves they and them. This entire construct together, both of them together, abortion, LGBT, and trans, they're all connected because they are authored by Satan. All of them. Because they they reject God's word. They do not they do not stand on the authority of God's word. And I saw a guy, he was dressed up as a priest, but he had a rainbow sash on him. And he's like, I need you to understand something. Trans and drag is holy. Jesus was a mother hen. He, he, he portrayed himself as a mother hen and then tried to create a theological narrative off of Jesus wanted to be a mother hen. So you can be a drag queen. What? That actually took place, and I was mind blown. And I'm telling you, the, the satanic, progressive, demon-filled left is showing themselves. They want to murder 
babies. And people will always throw it up in my face. Well, what about this? What about that? What about this? What about if the mother's life is at risk? Then guess what? It's no longer a pregnancy. It's a, it, we're, we're on the course to save a life. If mom's going to die, it's no longer a valid pregnancy. It's a now a rescue operation to save mom. Well, what about rape? What about rape? It's not the baby's fault that the father was wicked. Kill the father. You want to kill somebody, kill the father. Kill the guy that raped the woman. But we don't want to, we don't want to talk about that. We, we need to criminalize abortion. We criminalize killing eagle's eggs and other rare, spotted owls and all these other different animals. We, we, we criminalize the killing of certain animals, but we don't criminalize the killing of preborn neighbors. But here's how, this is how stupid the world is. If a drunk driver kills a pregnant woman, he is charged for double homicide. Or, I'm sorry, double manslaughter. If he's drunk and kills a pregnant woman and the baby in utero, he's charged for killing two people. Think about that for a second. Is that illogical? Is it? Yeah, it's illogical. If if a drunk driver is, is liable for the death of a mom and a pregnant a pregnant mom and a baby then the pregnant mom who willingly goes and kills her baby at the clinic should be tried as a murderer and you say wait a minute Caleb that's you're being so harsh to the mom like you there would be no sympathy for this woman if she killed the baby 3 days after she gave birth there would be no one who's like, no, you know, it's just her right to be able to do that. No one would do that. If it was a month afterwards, there would be no one on the planet that would be like, you know, it's just her right to be able to do that. They would be, uh, there would be women lining up saying she needs to go to jail and rightfully so. But if you do it a week, 24 hours, a week before or a week before you get give birth or 24 hours before you give birth, you're applauded as a brave human being. You're not brave. 99.9% of all pregnancies are, are abortions are done out of a, a convenience. The baby is an inconvenience. Yeah, babies are inconvenient. And I'm tired. I'm not going to be a pastor that, that shrinks away from this topic. I'm just not. I'm going to be a pastor who stands bold on the word of God and says, this is what God's word says about life. That God knit you to Psalms 139, that God knit you together in your mother's womb. And if that offends you and you run away and you never come back to church, that's not on me. That's on you. That, that you rejected a biblical mandate from God and you said, I'm not going back to church. That's not on me. That's on you. And what you need to do is you need to, as, as Jesus calls it, you need to repent of your sins and you need to trust the gospel. Repenting your sins and trust the gospel. That's what we need. We don't need anything else other than to repent of our sins and trust the gospel. And so that's the call. So I'm excited to hear that this abortion pill that starves babies in the uterus is being um, potentially knocked off the market. We need to destroy all pre-born abortion pills. 
any type of medication that kills a baby in the womb needs to be banned. Shouldn't be used. You should not be used. And I'm just, I'm excited. And you watch the, the demon filled left will lose their minds. It, it just will. So I'm praying that God does a work here that he, the babies will be saved and that women would repent of their sins and they would trust the gospel. That fathers would repent of their sins and they would trust the gospel. That's what I'm praying for. That's what I'm pleading for. And I can't help but echo what Francis Chen said. If if you as a pastor are afraid that standing on these ideas and standing against these things and saying, here's what God is for. God is for life. God is for marriage. God is for two genders. If you cannot back those ideas as a pastor, what are you doing? What are you doing? Stop. Stop. You need to quit. You need to quit. Period. Go be a plumber. Go do something different with your life. But I'm telling you, we've got to stand up against these things lovingly, I'm not saying we'd be mean about it. And people say, well, you're Caleb, your tone here tonight is, is mean. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm being firm. There's grace for you. If you committed an adultery, I'm sorry. Well, that too. We can talk about that too. If you've committed abortion, if you've committed the murder of a baby, then there's grace for you. You can find God's grace in these things. You can repent of your sins and you can trust the gospel and God will forgive you. You're not too far gone. That's the good news. So you heard the bad news. Yes, this stuff is sin and it's wicked and it's the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. If you repent of your sins and you trust the gospel, there's forgiveness and you are covered completely. Every ounce of your sin is covered by the grace and blood that was shed on Calvary's cross by the Lord Jesus Christ. Period. Absolutely, period. So that's my hope for you all that you trust the gospel. And if you're if you if you are pro any of these things, you need to repent and you need to trust the gospel. The quicker that we move towards trusting the Lord Jesus Christ and trusting the gospel, that's when we're gonna find genuine freedom. Like look at the people that are trying to find quote unquote freedom in all these movements. They're not finding freedom. Rather, they're they are plagued with depression and anxiety and every other thing that could possibly be considered in all of this. This is basically demonic oppression. This is what this is. You want to look, you want to know what demonic oppression looks like? Look at all the movements that are having these things done. This is demonic oppression and is disguised as freedom. It's not real freedom. It's demonic oppression. And pastors need to stand up and and preach the message of hope. That there is hope. That, that we can find justification in front of a in front of a righteous God because we can find forgiveness through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. What did we just celebrate last Sunday? That Christ died on the cross to set us free from our sins. He went into the grave for three days and then was raised three days later for our justification. Oh, glory and hallelujah. Hallelujah to that idea. That God forgives a treasonous people of their sinfulness and sets us free. Pastors, preach that hope. That God is who he says he is. That's the hope that we have. And we live in that hope. That's that's the idea. Walk and move in that hope. 
And I'm telling you, you're going to find ultimate freedom. You're going to find ultimate freedom. Love y'all.